Guys, I know we got some new faces in. It's good to see some good, some faces we ain't seen in a bit, too, man. I love that. So, um, but uh, my name is Casey. I've had had a chance to to sit with you. I'm one of the pastors serving alongside you guys, and it is an honor and a privilege to to be able to do this with you. This is uh, God's church. The, Jesus is the pastor. Uh, Jesus, uh, the Lord has called me to to shepherd folks and that kind of thing. Absolutely, but the boss is Jesus. He is the one that is in charge. And I love that he has, he has given us the opportunity to do things here at our church, not that we have to do them, but we get to do them. Right? You with me? I mean, this is important for us to understand. We do not have to do anything. We get to do these things. And so I love that. I love what, uh, what uh, you know, we we're talking about with the, the believe groups. You know, I don't know how much you're talking about the, uh, how, this, uh, how this believe works uh, starting in january it's going to be really fun uh get those books start preparing for it now uh it's 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 a it's amazing thing um i know that there have been questions about how we pay for them we've actually sold about half the books already which is fantastic right and so uh it, so so we've got the got the other uh, got a couple more weeks to do that but you can pay by the app you can pay uh on the uh, text to give uh, that we we did that a couple of weeks ago, and you can also, if you want to want to write a check or put cash into an envelope, say for Believe Books, that's cool too, and we give those to you uh, as well. All the prices are, I think everything's ten bucks a piece. Is that right? If I'm not mistaken, so real easy to to remember. But if you bundle two of them, you get them for twenty bucks. It's really awesome, really cool. Yeah. So so I would I would take I would take advantage of the volume discount for sure. So. <laughs> so. So it's so great, man. So, but uh, but again, man, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do these things. Those believe groups that are going to be starting, man, are going to be fantastic. Here's how this is going to work. I don't know, Dad. I don't know if you explained too much about how the believe is going to work, but this is something that I I actually didn't know till this week. I was I had it flip flopped. So if you if you notice what we've been doing and diving deeper on Wednesday nights, we actually take the message on Sunday and and we dive deeper. Well, everything we do, the firesides, the diving deeper. The home groups that we're going to be starting are going to be called Believe Groups or Believe City Groups. And so what we're going to do, what we're emphasizing starting in January is that we're going to be studying prior to the message. For example, the first uh, thing that we're going to be studying is who is God? And like we need to be able to articulate and understand what we believe, why we believe it, and why it matters. Because ultimately, we've got to be able to firm our own foundation of, of who we are in the Lord and be able to understand who God Now, we can never fully understand who God is. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But if we don't understand the biblical foundations, for example, of who God is, then we are going to be off kilter. So that very first week before I ever or whoever ever preaches about it, we're going to be learning about it in our groups. We're going to be talking about it in our, in our homes. We're going to be sitting with each other, at like, like eating together with your kids, right? And, and you get to like talk about things like, hey, children, who is God? And you'll be prepared to talk about those things. And when the guys are out there uh, sitting at the fire, they're going to be th- saying things like, who is God, guys? Who is he? Like, and so one of the things you'll hear a lot of times is, well, I think, and that is a major, major red flag. Now, I don't want to give it away because people are like, well, I'm definitely not going to say I think. Because if we say I think versus God is, then we're already off base. Does that make sense? Because it doesn't matter what Casey thinks or you think or anybody. It matters what God says who he is. 
Amen. You can amen anytime you want. I love me some feedback, man. You can yell at me and scream. You can preach on, preacher, because I want you like I want you to understand. Affirm this because this is this is important for us to understand this. And so when we're sitting in our homes, when we're sitting in our groups talking about that, and we get to church on Sunday already prepared to hear the message, already uh, yeah, like having studied some of these things you will receive and you will get more out of the messages and then we'll start it over again the next week prepared for the following week things like what is scripture things like who is the holy spirit things like who is god things like what does it mean to have a personal relationship with jesus those are things that are foundational yes but sometimes because we tend to live our lives and and get busy and those kinds of things sometimes we lose we lose focus quite frankly of why we do what we do and why it matters Amen. If we're not careful and we're to, to be able to connect and serve and grow with, with, with the Lord, connect with other believers and making church friends is very important. It's very biblical, right? We got to be able to do those kinds of things to serve, to join a ministry that helps not only New City, but it helps to open up the doors to the kingdom. I've got a very cool story after the first, ser- first service this morning. Trisha Jennings. Look at her back there. Everybody look. She's like, I will kill you, man. Oh, she chucked up the deuces back there. That's my girl. That's what I'm talking about. Notice she got a name tag. She goes, I feel called to greet. She had a fantastic job this morning, right? Some of you guys saw her. She high-fived people. I'm like, dang, this girl's a, like, like, it's just awesome, right? Serve those kinds of things. There are opportunities to serve in Kid City and in parking area and in, in worship and tech team and those kinds of things. There's also opportunities to serve in the community and the community events we have and those kinds of things. You can do maintenance and things, like all kinds of different ways to serve that we can do that. And if you would, there is a connect card. Don't, don't forget to fill that out, right? You got to, somebody tear off a connect card and hold it up. You got it? Big Ed's got it. There it is. That's a, that, fill out one of those things if you want to serve in any way. If you've got prayers that you want to have prayed for, do those kinds of things. We have a need in the prayer team and the care team. Folks that go visit folks in the hospitals, you can serve in all kinds of different ways. But I'm going to share with you why we do these things here in just a second. And I don't want to quite give away the punchline yet. Also, there's opportunities to grow and take your next spiritual step. For some of you, that's stepping into a Believe group, that's starting to, to go along with us in the Believe series. But for some of us, guys, some of us don't know Jesus yet. And I want to encourage you, like, that is an important piece. And after, after today, if you, have a, if you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to talk to me or somebody about that. Uh, some of our disciple leaders in the, in the house, if you'll raise your hands. Yeah, you got it, man. Like, let one of us know. And I'm ready to accept Christ. We've got a baptism scheduled next week. Actually, we had it scheduled this week. Grandma got sick, so we're postponing it to next week. For the 1130 service man it's a guy that just stepped into it said i need to know jesus right and i love that about what we have an opportunity to do but everything we do has a reason behind it and if we're not careful we're going to get so busy so focused so so distracted with everyday life even in let's listen everybody all eyes on me for a second even in the church things that we do sometimes it becomes mundane because we forget why we do what we do and why it's important, why it matters, right? For us who are serving, for us who are, who are co- thinking about serving and, and feeling called to serve like Tricia was in the first service, I want you to understand it matters because there are spiritual things, even the mundane things. See, everybody talks about, man, we want to 
want to do some great spiritual crazy things that just people talk about but i would say that this is spiritual to do very simple things see even the son of man jesus yes he rose he raised people from the dead yes he performed miracles yes he himself was risen from the dead but he also washed disciples feet and he and he served people right and everything he did was spiritual. And I want to encourage you that, that even if you think it's not important, it's absolutely important to the eyes of God. Because if Jesus did it, the Son of Man did it, God himself did it, then it's okay for us to do it as well. Right? I love that. One of the things that, that you know, I talked about Dan Sutherland last week, and his wife Mary Sutherland has a great quote, the problem with life is that it's daily. Like it's, it's something that happens every day. Every time you wake up, you got to kind of, so sometimes we feel like we get into a rut or we get habitual and we lose our focus and lose our reasons why. But it is so important for us to always keep in mind why we do what we do. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without revelation, people run wild. And this is heavenly vision, heavenly, like what God wants us to do. Some of the things that I've been praying, something God told me to pray two weeks ago, I want to share with you. I didn't share it in the first service. I don't know why, but it's coming to me to share with you now. Is that as a leader, as a shepherd of the church that God has called me to be, I have asked God. God actually told me, this is what I want you to pray. This is how I want you to pray for, for your specific ministry, for what I've called you to do. I want you to pray for a very clear direction and purpose and vision from me. Like he, like he, want, like he said, pray, pray that I am making it clear to you. Second thing he, wanted, he wants me to pray for is a very bold courageous like when i talk about these things that god wants us to do as a church that i am bold and courageous in the way i articulate that vision and cast it third thing is that i'm praying for you to respond i'm praying for people to respond to, not to me but to him ultimately and that's one of the things that we tend to i tend to all of us tend to think somehow if i could just do this right or read this right or speak this right or go to this thing and it's a matter of walking with him. We talked about abiding last week. These are the things that he wants us to do. Why do we do what we do? Pastor Craig Groeschel of LifeChurch.tv said this, people will work, will work for a what, but we will die for a why. When we know why we do what we do, when we know why it's important to God, guys, there is this great, amazing energy and focus that happens what does scripture say? You will roar, you'll, you'll roar, you'll, 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 you'll walk and not faint, run and not grow weary. I should have practiced that one. Soar with wings of eagles, right? Hey, I got it, all right. It reminds me, but we forget, right? We, we just becomes something routine. You know, we come and we greet. We come and we do parking. We come and we do you know, ser you know, service to the community, those kinds of things. And we forget why. It reminds me of the story of a, of a newlywed couple that had been married just about a year and a half. And they, they were going through their second Christmas. And the, the wife was, was making this, this ham. And she would cut the ends off the ham, right? And her husband, after the second, second Christmas, looked at her and said, Sweetheart, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And she said, well, I, I don't know. I, my mom did it. And so we got to go ask mom. So the next time we're over at mom's house, right? Hey, mom, uh, why did we cut, the, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? She goes, you know, I don't know. My mom did it. So they go to grandma's house and they go to gra grandma. What, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? She goes, you know what? I don't know. Let's go talk to great grandma. 
They travel hours to go see great-grandma in the nursing home. And they, when they get to the nursing home, they see great-grandma in there. There's this bowl of peanuts. And, and they start chewing on these peanuts, right? They start chowing down on these peanuts, right? And they start asking, talking to grandma. So, so gra- they say, grandma, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? And so grandma looks at her and says, do you like those peanuts? They're like, yeah, they're delicious. So good. Good thing I sucked the chocolate off of them for you, you know? <laughs> <sighs> right? <laughs> so she finally composes herself and says, can I ask you the question again? Why do you cut the ends of the ham off? And she said, oh, honey, I haven't done that in years. I used to cut the ends of the ham off because my pan was too small for, to fit. Uh, and I had to cut the ends of the ham off to be able to fit it into the pan into the oven. That's all why, right? Two jokes in one, by the way. No extra charge, all right? But do you understand how we can get into the stuff when we forget why we do what we do? Matthew 6 is uh, part of, the, part of the, the Sermon on the Mount. It's Jesus' very first public ministry sermon. And he talks a whole lot about this. He doesn't get on to people for what they do. He gets on to those because of why they do it. Listen to what he says. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people. Why? To be seen by them. He didn't say, don't practice your righteousness in front of people. He says, don't do that in order to be seen by them. Your why has to be right with God. Why we do what we do has to be right. <clears throat> Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the, board, don't, the, the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. Why do they do it? To be applauded by people. Our, our adoration, our worship, our everything we do, our public prayers have got to be because of an adoring God. I will tell you this. I have angered some folks, not intentionally, but I've angered some folks because I, as a, if they know I'm a pastor, they will always ask me to pray for the food. Almost every time. Okay, it's, it's kind of like I'll go to, go to Thanksgiving dinner. Pastor, would you pray? I was like, anybody can pray for the, for the food. But I'll say, all right, everybody gather around, grab hands, right? Father, thank you for this food. Amen, right? And they'll be like, ooh, uh, uh, I expected something a little bit longer, a uh, little bit more uh, colorful, a little bit more spiritual. And if I had said things like, Lord, we beseech you on the behalf of this butterball turkey and, and all that, like, and started naming off, people would have been starving to death and mad at me, Right? I get hungry too, but I don't want to, it doesn't, like, these eloquent prayers, I'm not trashing those things, but these eloquent prayers where we're trying to, to, as if we could say something better than what God has already given us, keep it simple a lot of times, it doesn't, like, listen to what he says here, I love this, they've, I assure you, they've got their reward, but when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And so your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who is sees in secret, will reward you. Whenever you pray, remember this, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners. Why? To be seen by people. I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. 
and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the idolaters. They, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words, right? You beseech ye, Lord, I'll be the half of the... Don't be like them. Because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Now, notice he didn't say don't, don't pray publicly. A lot of people stop praying publicly. Well, I guess I'm not supposed to do that in the restaurants and everything. Yes, you're not supposed to if, that, if you're trying to be seen by people. You're trying to look around and go, okay, I want everybody to see us as spiritual. So let's say out our hands, little children, and start praying. No, it's not about that. It is an adoration of God the Father. And it helps people to see. Perhaps somebody sees you praying and they may ask you a question and their eternal souls are saved because you were public about your prayer. That's why we do those things. It's not so that other people will see us and go, oh, wow, you're so spiritual, right? It's so that the kingdom comes. We'll talk about that here in a second because here's what Jesus said. Therefore, you should pray like this. Knowing all that, let me establish the why, the proper whys of why you do what you do. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven. Notice he didn't say my Father. It's our Father, right? Your name be honored as holy. Yours, say this with me. I, I didn't hear you. Kingdom, yes. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts if we, as all, if we have also forgiven our debtors and do not bring us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one some manuscripts leave this out but i'm going to include it here for 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 today for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen verse 14 for if you forgive people their wrongdoing your heavenly father will forgive you as well but everybody say but but if you don't forgive people, your father will not forgive your wrongdoing. Whenever you fast, don't be sad-faced like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive, so their fasting is obvious to people. Look at me, everybody. I'm fasting for the, for the Lord. Selfie. Look how, right? Ouch. <laughs> but when you fast, put oil on your head. Wash your face. Look presentable so that you don't show your fasting to people but to your father. Who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal notice he's talking about the why what's your motivation for these things but collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal for where your treasure is your heart will be also the eye oh this is so critical the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? Guys, do we understand this is not like, hey, I can look in somebody's eyes and tell if they're a, a spiritually, a, a spiritually a, a good person or not. This has everything to do with the way you see things. So if you have negativity, if you have uh, discouragement, if you have grumbling, if you have complaining, and that's the way you see things, I, that's, I mean, th how, why would anybody want to follow you if you see things that way, right? Nobody wants to follow an Eeyore. You guys know what Eeyore is, right? <laughs> I say example sometimes. I know, I understand what I'm talking about. You know Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh, it doesn't matter anyway, everything's bad, right? 
If we see things like that, now, hey, does that mean we, hey, see all the bad, all the things that are sinful and wrong in the world and go, yay, it's so wonderful. No, it's not like that. But it really is, man. It's, it's important for us to see things and encourage people to say, because it is amazing what God has created. It is amazing the fact that he lets us do the things that we get to do, that we get to do, not have to do, right? It's crazy, one. It's crazy awesome to think in these ways. No one can be a slave of, of two masters, since either he will hate the one and love the other, or, or to be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves of God and money. This is why I tell you, you notice he's telling us why he's telling us. I love Jesus for this. He could just say, hey, go do this. And, but he says, this is why it's important. Don't worry about your life. That what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? God, he's given us value here. Can any of you add a single cubit to his height? Some translation said, can anybody add an hour to his life by worrying? What a great question. In fact, worrying, the way we see things, are neg- if, if we're negative and, 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 and discouraging and those kinds of things, that, that actually they've looked at this stuff, like scientifically your body is more prone to disease if you look at things negative, negatively than if you have, a, have an optimistic attitude about things. Because God's going to win. God has won. He has already given the victory. That should give us great encouragement and great, I mean, just great. The way we walk should be absolutely stunningly positive toward the world because we get to go to heaven and be with the Lord. And eternity starts now for us. That should just give us a pep in our step. It should, man, our walk should be just amazing. How do you deal with those things? And how do you keep smiling? I'm not saying you got to fake it. I'm just saying that this, like how we see things, guys. It's what Jesus said. The eye is the lamp of the body. Lost my place. Where am I at? Thank you very much. And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wildfires of the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You have little faith. So don't worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the idolaters, the unbelievers, eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But, this is the key passage. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And everybody said, Amen. Wow. Guys, here's the thing. I'm going to give you the punchline. Everything we do, the what we do, the, the, the different activities and service opportunities that we do, the, the city groups, believe groups, the services, the Christmas caroling we're going to do this afternoon, right, at Pam Sills' house at 2 o'clock from 2 to 4. Man, it's going to be awesome. Sound boost, section captain, discipling, ushering, administration, technology, maintenance, coffee bar, Facebook Live. All those things that we do, 
can be mundane spiritual activities that mean squat if we don't know what, why we do them. And here's why we do these things. We do everything we do. Every, every time we mow yards, every time we turn a screw, every time we greet and are called to greet, every time we have a service, every time we have a community event, every time we have an opportunity to witness a neighbor, go door to door and talk to folks, it is so that we open and take advantage of every opportunity to open the door to the kingdom for those who need him. And some of us, right, need him and have never accepted that free gift of salvation, have never stepped into kingdom things, never even thought about it. Some of us need to re-engage. And we know we've been talking about it. We know we've been thinking about it. We know about I should get back. I should do this. I gotta that kind of thing. But you know, when we lose the why we do what we do, we'll start other things will start just kind of creeping in, man, and distractions in life and mundane, all those kinds of things can consume us and we lose our way. But you know what? That's why I love Jesus for his grace. It happened a bunch for people, and he just said, you know what? I didn't come to condemn. I came to save. I came to show you life and life to the full. And when we remember why we do what we do, so that every opportunity for an open door to the kingdom can be opened and walked through for those who need him for the first time and those who need to re-engage and grow spiritually. It is important when we remember that. You greeters, you parking lot attendants, you folks in Kids City, you, you, you folks that are working the coffee bar, section captains, ushers, all these, like, all these things are not just positions that we fill. They're open doors to the kingdom. Never forget why we do the things we do. I'm going to show you a three and a half minute video that is awesome. Um, hadn't scheduled it uh, to be at the end of the service, but through some technical difficulties in the first service, we put it at the end. And people like, keep it there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to leave you with this. After, this. after this video, you are dismissed. I love you. Thank you very much. Keep in mind why we do what we do. Here you go. How do I know? A lot of people, when they think of the phrase, how do I know, they always want to put the what behind it. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? The, the question that you really should ask is, how do I know why I'm here? Because when you know your why, your what becomes more clear and more impactful. If you know, like for instance, um, people know that I do comedy, but that's what I do. My why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. So I can do comedy, I can write books, I can be in a movie because all of it is motivated by my why. In fact, I have a new, uh, a new web series out called Michael Jr. Break Time. Uh, we probably just did the sixth episode. It's on YouTube. So every single Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode on YouTube of Michael Jr. Break Time. What it is is it's me. I travel around the country, and I do stand-up comedy, in case you didn't know. And in the middle of my comedy set sometime, I'll stop and just talk to my audience. And we've been filming this, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're in Winston-Salem. I'm going to show you a clip from Winston-Salem. And I'm just talking to this guy in the audience, and he tells me that he's a, uh, a musical instructor at a school. So I was like, all right, you're a musical instructor. You know, can you sing? Let me hear you sing a song. So this is what happened at the last episode of Michael Jr.'s Break Time. Check it. 
So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right. So um, let me get a couple. Let me get a couple bars of like uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Let me, go ahead. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That brought could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Um, now, once you give me the version, is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick. If you know which version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Here's what I want you to catch. The first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time, he knew why he was doing it. When you know your why, your what becomes more impactful because you're walking towards or in your purpose.